Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Ask John Call-In Day. This is an open question and answer session where you can call in and speak to me directly or simply listen live on the audio page on the webpage. If you've called in and have questions, press 1 to raise your hand. If you're listening on the audio player on the webpage, you'll see a box where you can type in questions. Feel free to enter your questions there as well. These sessions are all about you, and this is your opportunity to call in and speak to me live, and let me work with you to help you solve your weight loss problems forever. So if you've got something you want to talk about, please give us a call. Cool. Welcome, everyone, to the Ask John Show. And, yeah, if you want to talk to me, uh, there's a number to call. Uh, you can listen to this on, on your computer, but if you want to talk to me, uh, you have to call the number and press 1. Uh, so it's very important to press 1. Uh, when you press 1, what happens is a little hand goes up in the screening area, and then Amir can uh, take your call, and uh, then he sends me a little, a little uh, chat message that says, Joanne from Minnesota is on the line, and we can, we can talk. I know there's a lot of people in the chat roll right now. There's a lot of people... Uh, asking questions, and I have Nadia here, Coach Nadia, with us, who is going to come in and uh, help us answer those questions. But if you want to talk to, it's a it's a great opportunity. Uh, whatever questions you have right now, also welcome to all the new 12 week Total Transformation Experience members. Uh, we just had a uh, we uh, a new launch, where we brought in a whole bunch of new people that are excited to go. Uh, and uh, this is a good time if you're calling in and you're new to the 12 week and you want to know what to expect. This is a great time to call in and talk to me, too. So, cool. Let's bring, uh, let's bring Nadia in, and uh, we can get started. Hi, John. So, Amir, hey, Nadia. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Yeah, really good. Thanks. What's happening? Good. Oh, lots is happening here and there. A few little uh, things happening in my family. But, you know, that tends to happen. That's part of life, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are lots of people in the chat roll today. So there's a lot of people listening. Um, I know there's one person that's already called in to speak with you. Okay. And uh, would you like me to ask a couple questions before you get to that call? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, sure. So... Um, John, who is in the chat role right now, he's listening right now, and his question is, he says, hi, I'm doing the 12-week transformation experience and was wondering if I'm supposed to be seeing results after week five. I haven't really lost anything yet, but do feel that I can go longer without eating. Yeah. So this, this is not a one-size-fits-all approach, and there's no one answer to that. Uh, what I can tell you is that uh, if you are going longer without eating and you are feeling good, uh, you are less hungry, then there's a very good chance that weight loss is right around the corner. What we're trying to do is fix real issues. And uh, that can happen. That does happen very quickly for some people. And some people, it can take weeks and in some cases, months. So there's no slide rule uh, of what you can or cannot expect. You have to look for exactly what you're looking for right now, John, which is signs uh, that you are less hungry, you are craving less junk food, you are going longer uh, without being hungry. That means that your body is regaining the ability to burn fat. And, 
And that, that, that can take some time to happen, but when it happens, it becomes very, very sustainable. So when you start to lose weight, uh, which you will, if this is where you're at at the moment, when you start to lose weight, it will become very, very sustainable because your body wants to let go of the weight. You're shifting your set point. You're, you're addressing the real issues. You're changing your body metabolically and hormonally. And, uh, and as a result, you're not fighting your body. You're not forcing yourself to lose weight. It becomes very sustainable. So give yourself as much time as you need. Uh, there's, there's, there's uh, as I said, no one-size-fits-all uh, answer to that. Keep yourself as much time as you need. And look for those signs of being less hungry, craving healthier foods, uh, going longer without being hungry, and, uh, and having more energy, too. Those are all the signs that your body is regaining the ability to burn fat. And when it does, <clears throat> it becomes an accelerated type of thing. So Beautiful. keep doing what you're doing, and maybe let's check in uh, on the next Ask John if you want. Great. Great. Thanks, John. Uh, cool. There is another question here. Um, I'm not sure her name. Her ID handle is BLM Houston. And the question says, yeah. hello, I'm a longtime member and currently doing the 12-week transformation, which I've really enjoyed. My question, when you were losing weight, how did you recover from days where you overate for whatever reason? And how did you get back on track? In my case, eating yeah. due to stress is a long-term habit that I've not completely yeah. healed. Yeah. The, the, the best thing to do is not even give it a second thought. Uh, what happens is when you've had a bad day or you're stressed out or you're not eating the way you'd like to eat uh, and you uh, kind of go away from your ideal, it can tend to snowball. Uh, and then you go, oh, well, screw it. I'm not on my, quote, diet anymore or whatever it is that you're on. Uh, and, and I might as well just eat as much as I can before I go back on my diet. And, and what I say is, uh, rather than let it snowball, just um, just pretend like it didn't even happen. Just move forward. Uh, even if you were eating things that you otherwise wouldn't have wanted to eat or uh, uh, even five minutes ago, don't even give it a second thought. Keep adding healthy foods when you eat. Keep nourishing your body. Keep healing your body and doing the positive things and listening to visualizations. That's another thing that starts to happen is you go, oh, I don't want to, you know, for one reason or another, you stop listening to the visualizations. And that usually has a snowball effect. Too. So keep focusing. The only thing you need to do is focusing, focus on adding the healthy habits that you are doing and, uh, and forget about anything that happened in the past. Don't give it a second thought. My brother, who just lost 200 pounds, says the exact same things. This is those days. I don't even give it a second thought. We uh, interviewed a guy, Scott Blinn, a few years ago who lost 150 pounds. And, uh, we asked for his words of wisdom, and he said, don't give it, don't give it a second thought. If you've had a bad day, just you keep moving forward. You keep focusing on nourishing your body, healing your body, reducing stress, and uh, and you're, you uh, you won't get that snowball effect. And and eventually, the healthy habits will take over. So don't give it a second thought. Keep moving forward, and uh, and that is the healthiest way to do it. So uh, Nadia, we have a couple of callers that I might take, and then I'll come back if we have time. And uh, and keep answering questions. In the meantime, um, if you don't mind, maybe you know Nadia will continue to answer questions in the in the chat roll if you if you don't mind. Yep, yeah? no problem. Yep, sure. Of awesome. Course, okay, uh, Amir, can you put in uh, Lori from New, New Mexico, the first caller, please? Hi, Hello? John. Hi, Lori. Hi, can you hear me? Okay. I can hear you. Okay. How are you? Good. How are you? Yeah, really good. Thanks. I'm, um, I called because um, 
I have been super inspired since New York, since the retreat at, at the Omega Center, and yeah. um, I started the 12-week transformation when we got when I got Great. home, and then I yeah. jumped into the yeah. detox, and I'm doing the detox today is day two of week one, and yeah. wow, um, I I was joking when I typed it into the thing that I almost lost an eyeball, you know, just because I. I've been in the bathroom so much, <laughs> and, uh, oh, and I just, yeah. you know, it's like it's been really intense. And it's funny because we don't eat a lot of processed foods, so I thought this week yeah. wouldn't really be a big deal. But I'm, yeah. just, I think it's yeah. the broth with the cayenne in it. But I'm getting cleaned out really great. And then, yeah, I, I love I, that veggie is, broth. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. it's amazing. And that was the thing I was yeah. most reluctant to do. I was like, oh no, this is going to be horrible. But it's actually awesome. And yeah. I was, my question is that I'm, try, I'm under a deadline to get um, an online course completed. And so today I've just been so exhausted. And I was up a right. lot during the night, not in the bathroom, but just like couldn't sleep for some reason. Woke up at like 1.30 and stayed up for like four hours. And I think part yeah. of it is the stress of having this deadline ahead. And it maybe wasn't yeah. the best time yeah. to do the detox. But the thing is, I'm almost never home. I travel so much. So this is a, a block of time right. when I'm home and I can do it. And so I guess yeah. my question is, is, was that a bad choice? or? <laughs> well, uh, when, is the, when is the deadline for the, for the completion? October 15th. October 15th. Uh, you know, you, got, you have to feel your way through this. And I'll, I'll tell you why. What I find is at a certain point, you're on day two of a detox. Day three, day four, what I find is that while you don't, you're not going to want to go out and run a marathon or anything, you don't have that type of energy, uh, you ne- actually need less sleep. Um, and uh, you have more when you are writing, if it's a writing type of assignment, you have yeah, more clarity. Like I wrote the book Visualization for Weight Loss when I was on a detox. I just sat there. I, I didn't you know, you don't have to shop. There's a lot of things you don't have to do that you would otherwise do when you're on a detox. Uh, you're not, not as much, not as much cooking, not as much cleaning, not as much preparing. Uh, and, uh, you know, you're not doing any exercise or you just there's a lot less things you can do. And you, and so you have more straight through time. And while, you know, you, you want to be seated or relaxed most of the time, I, remember I just sat in a chair and I drank veggie broth all day and I typed for hours and hours a day, maybe 12 hours a day. And I got so much done and I was so grateful that I was able to do that because I normally don't have those kind of block of times. So it may feel your way through it. Now, if it turns out that it's getting in the way and it's causing a real problem, then just leave it alone. You can revisit this, this detox another time. There's no, again, there's no time limit here. It's just whatever's right for you. But, but I would wait a day and see if you get that kind of day three buzz where the major part of the detox is over. Your body's just uh, feeling real calm and relaxed and cleansing, and you are, have, have kind of clarity in your thoughts. And see if that kicks in. And if it does, I, w- I would run with that. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely in- really enjoying it. I'm, you guys have so much wonderful, amazing material that I feel like a kid at cool. Christmas. You know, amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> awesome, Lori. Nice to, nice to talk to you again. Yeah, good to talk to you, too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Uh, let's talk to Angie in California, if we can. Amir, if you could put in Angie in California. Hi, this is Angie. Hi, Angie. How are you? Good. Thank you for taking my call. Um, my I was pleasure. calling to find out. Uh, thank you. I was calling because I found the Gabriel Method. Uh, I mean, I've heard about it a lot, but I've been more immersed in it over the last few weeks. And 
two months ago, or two and a half months ago, actually, I had a sleeve gastrectomy done, and I was wondering your thoughts about proceeding with the Gabriel method, if there are any adjustments or things that I should do differently. Um, I was told the digestion. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, digestion is such a big component. For, For us, as far as from a physical standpoint, the things that are most important is that you're getting nutrients into your body. And you have, and your digestion is functioning really well. Those are really, really important things because when you're not doing that, uh, those are that causes stress in your body that causes you to gain weight. And um, and while some people are successful uh, doing doing a sleeve or a, or some of the other gastric procedures, uh, some people meet with meet with some frustration because they're not really nourishing their body. Maybe they're having just milkshakes throughout the day or. Uh, uh, right. And then their digestion becomes really hampered, and then they become really un- unwell, and then their their metabolism slows way down, and that's a really frustrating experience. And I would I would hate for that to to, to happen. So so you do exactly. want to focus on nutrients. That's my concern. Yeah. So so mm-hmm. so what you want? There's two things you want to do. So one is you want to have nutrients uh, that are very easy to digest, and that comes in the form of, for example, the veggie broths that Lori was just mentioning that we talk about in the detox. Um, that's something that I drink a lot. I just love veggie broth. Uh, I, I, uh, I started doing it during detoxing, and now I do it almost all the time. What I do is I oh, take wow. green le- – I'll tell you what I do. It's real simple. Uh, I take green leafy vegetables like celery, Swiss chard, kale, uh, bok choy, um, and then I'll t- I also put in some scallions, uh, some leeks. There's no one recipe. But you want green leafy Just starchy, whatever uh, you can get in there. Veggies. That's gonna... yeah. okay. Yeah, but not things like, but not sweet potatoes or potatoes. You know, not starchy, not starchy things. Just more green things. Uh, and then, so mm-hmm. all I do is uh, I just cut them up or I rip them up. I put them in a big pot. I fill the pot up with healthy water. I put in lots of healthy salt, like Himalayan salt. I put in some cayenne pepper if you don't mind cayenne pepper or some garlic powder. For seasoning, the cayenne pepper is very anti-inflammatory. Uh, um, mm. If you're, you know, if you can handle it, also from your digestion standpoint. But, but I find that the, mm-hmm. the, the healthy salts, the healthy salt and the and the and the peppers that give the the veggie broth some taste. If you if uh, if you make it and it just tastes just watery and blah, it just doesn't have enough seasoning. So you want to get the seasoning right. So what I do is I mm-hmm. bring the water to the boil to a boil. Uh, and then I simmer it for a couple hours, let it, then I let it cool, and then I fill, fill up uh, mason jars, like half a liter or one liter mason jars, uh, with the broth, just the broth. I strain it out, so it's just the broth, and, mm-hmm. uh, and I keep it in the refrigerator. And, and that will last like a week or two in the fridge, and, and I drink them cold throughout the day as my water. And if you think about it, it's a really mm-hmm. structured, healthy water. Uh, the greens help. Yeah. The greens and the salt help make it more alkaline. Also, the healthy salt uh, gives electrolytes because they talk about you know if you drink too much water you can become depleted of electrolytes. So the water has electrolytes in it, and it, and, it, and it's alkaline mm-hmm. and it's naturally detoxifying. And it also has oh, wow. nutrients. It's got it's got vitamins, and it's got vitamins and nutrients that require zero digestion. I mean, by the time it right. goes through your esophagus, it's it, it's in your bloodstream already. You know, it does not require not any digestion. Yeah. So I would drink oh, those throughout the day. Yeah. And, and it's really easy also. 
literally, I mean, the prep time is fi- is five minutes, uh, and then yeah, the, the boiling. Like is, you know, you leave it alone. Yeah, you, know, you leave it alone and let it boil for a while, <clears throat> and then you, you know, putting in the mason jars is another ten minutes, and that will last you two weeks, a week to two weeks, uh, and you don't have to cook it, right? You don't need to warm it. You just grab it in the fridge, and that becomes your water. I would drink that throughout the day. Um, okay. Another really good thing like that is super greens. Are you familiar with super greens? Um, yeah, I think I read about it in one of the posts, um, the powder, yeah, right? So, yeah, well, there's no one uh, specific powder, but, but super greens in general are powdered. Uh, usually uh, they start with uh, all super greens usually have some sort of powdered grasses like wheatgrass, juice, uh, alfalfa grass, uh, barley grass. They usually have some spirulina and chlorella. And, uh, and then some, they have lots of other things usually too. And what it is is it's a powder that's so full of nutrients that requires very little digestion. So you are turbocharging your body with nutrients without taxing your digestion. Got so it. I would have – would. Um, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to ask if you are familiar with what actually has changed digest, like digestively, I guess. I mean, I've been told – over and over from the doctors that nothing has changed, but I could feel something's different. You know what I mean? So I'm not, well, I'll I, I'm tell you not one sure. Thing that's, that's, uh, that's going to be different is the way, you know, the, the shape of your stomach is going to be different. And, uh, and the stomach is shaped a very specific way so that the acid falls into it at a very, at a, at a very specific way. Uh, the, uh, the enzymes right, go into right, it a very, exactly. in a specific way. And then the food travels out of the stomach in a specific way. And then the bile comes in and, and, you know, all of those things are meant to, are meant to work in a, in a certain way. So you may be feeling that those, that those specific functions are compromised simply because the shape of your stomach is, is compromised. And everything in the body is, is for a reason. Uh, you can't, we cannot, we have never been able to improve on the body. Um, and, and we very rarely can outsmart the body. And so if the stomach is shaped specifically the way it is, it is for a reason. Even the appendix, you know, they talk about people, we always take our appendix out and, and they say, you know, you don't need it. They call it the appendix as if it's a, this appendage that we don't need, that we used to need and we evolved out of it. That's not true. The appendix is a breeding ground for bacteria, hopefully friendly bacteria, whatever bacteria you have no. in your intestines. And hopefully it's friendly. That's where, that's one of the places where it breeds. So, um, and one of the reasons why we have problems with our appendix is we have unfriendly bacteria in our intestines, and so they get inflamed, it gets inflamed and bursts. But, uh, but everything mm. has a purpose. <clears throat> so you want to you, you support that. Now, what I probably would do is I would take digestive enzymes with meals, if I were you, just to give, and okay. digestive enzymes, there's different types of digestive enzymes. Some are just the enzymes. Uh, which are specific proteins that break down food, like amylase breaks down starches, and protease breaks down protein, and uh, lipase breaks down fats. So most digestive enzymes have that. Some digestive enzymes also have acid, like HCL or betaine, which we need for, for breaking down proteins especially. Uh, I would recommend trying one that has that, as long as you don't have a hiatal hernia, uh, which means that there's, you know, you, the esophagus, the valve in the esophagus is not working right. And you're getting real bad acid reflux from uh, from acid going. No, I, I don't have any. I don't have any acid reflux, so then it would be okay to try yeah. the just enzyme that had acid in it. 
Yeah, HCL or betaine is what is what usually uh, comes uh, is, is what usually is, is in there. I would take them with meals not religiously. I, I would I, not not religiously. I wouldn't take them with meals religiously, but you know when you're home, I would take I would take them with meals. Um, and then I would I would experiment with blending my foods, having stews and uh, and, and things like that, and blending, uh, having smoothies, stews, and other foods that are more blended. Just to give you, because part of the digestion, you know, one of the, digestion starts in the mouth. So in the mouth, we have uh, digestive enzymes. We have amylase in our saliva. Uh, and then uh, chewing the food is real, real important. And we usually don't chew the food enough. Uh, and, and really all digestion is is the process of breaking the food down to smaller and smaller bits so that it's so small that it can pass through your intestines. Um, and, we, and part of that happens in the stomach if we're not chewing our food enough. So I would have uh, chia puddings maybe and, and smoothies and, uh, and blended stews and blended soups. I would just experiment, it's, not it's, religiously again. Is what you mean, uh, is what yeah, you mean essentially because, because the shape of the stomach is different, the stomach is not going to function in terms of breaking it down the same way because of the acids that's not what exactly the what same I mean. way? The, the, okay. And the enzymes so are not able to try- be delivered the same way. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying, yeah. So I want to be able to protect that by providing easy-to-absorb nutrients or aiding my stomach in suggestion, whether that means breaking it down by chewing it more thoroughly or aiding it with digestive enzymes. Does that make sense? And blending it. And blending it. And blending. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah you, I think that's what I've been feeling. Oh. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, actually, I've been, well, I was about to say you can even experiment experiment with putting the digestive enzymes in the food, but I'm going to t- take that back. I'm going to retract that because if, if the enzymes have acid in it, you don't want to put it in the food. You want to swallow it as a, as a capsule. Um, but if it's just the enzymes without acid, you could actually even put them in the food, but that's okay. That's a minor, minor, minor point. I would just forget about that one. But, uh, but yeah, you want you, the food you want it to have to be very digestible. You also want to be having food that requires no digestion. So your body's being nourished. Uh, without any taxing on your digestion, that's those are the veggie broths and the super grains, and then uh, and then have foods that are that are really well dig- uh, that are really easy to digest as as we just talked about, and uh, and that that's that whole process is going to help a lot. I would still eat salads and things like that for sure. You just want to chew them real well, uh, but they're going to be really good mm-hmm. for you also. Yeah. And um, are there proteins that are easier to, to digest than others? Like some proteins that are easier to digest, or are they all equal? Well, yeah. Well, no. Uh, vegan types of proteins are easier to digest than animal proteins. Uh, that's oh, that's true in general. That, that that's true in general. But you kind of have to be careful with vegan proteins because they're usually very starchy. Like if you're eating like a lot of beans and rice, that's going to be too starchy, and that's that's not going to work well uh, sit well with your body. Um, but you can get vegan protein powders, and you can also get bean sprouts like mung bean sprouts and chickpea sprouts and lentil sprouts. As sprouts, they're easy to digest, and they're high in protein and low in starch. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah. Okay. But, and, um, but, but see yeah. how it feels when you have animal protein. See how it feels for yourself. Um, but I w- that's one of those times where I definitely would take a digestive enzyme. Okay. And the last question that I had is it's been um, – water has been sitting a little bit more uncomfortably with me, like – I used to drink yeah. 100 ounces, no problem, and now it feels like a block in my stomach almost. And yeah, it makes yeah, me very, yeah. 
bizarre? I was wondering if you knew what that yeah. was about. Yeah, that's because the shape of your stomach and because it's, it's been constricted, uh, you're going to feel it's, you, you just can't uh, hold as much water. Uh, I would be sipping mm-hmm. it rather than you might be used to, you know, having a glass or two at a time. You can't really do that right now. I would sip it throughout the day instead. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm so grateful to have found your, your method and for your knowledge, yeah, and I great. look forward to participating in programs in the future. Awesome. Okay. And I look forward to just Thank you know, you give so us much. a call next month if you want, and we can see, where, see how things are going. Yeah, I'm really appreciative for you, John. Thank you so much. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. Cool. So uh, let's talk to Rania in California, please. Hi, John. Hi, Rania. How are you? Hi. I'm so excited to talk to you. Uh, cool. So um, I I have been addicted to sugar since I was a little child. It's been um, long going on. So um, I read the Gabriel method like two years ago, and I started to add the greens, the veggies, the fruits, and uh, I really enjoy them now. I'm I'm just eating them. Just I really enjoy my meals. Yeah, but I still have this thing like it's not just like a regular craving. It's like my sugar yeah. now has become like my idea for fun. So whenever I yeah. deny myself yeah. that, I feel like miserable and de- deprived. Sure. Yeah. And I'm not I, sure if it's a good idea to let myself just have whatever I want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always that's always a dance, you know. Uh, and I understand. Now, uh, your, the cravings that you have, do they typically come at a specific time, like afternoon, evening? Um, late morning, or is, could it just be? Is it random? Is it all the time? Can you just uh, talk, uh, explain a little bit more about what, what you're experiencing? Um, well, it's random. It, uh, it is okay. uh, random, and I might be like I have a very good meal and I enjoy it. Okay, I, I need some sugar. I need some fun. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but mm-hmm. as it, as it let, uh, let's just really look at that closer for a second. Um, mm-hmm. Let's take today, for example. Today, it's afternoon where you are, is that right, or late, late afternoon? Yes. Okay. Um, did you have that experience today, and if so, what, when did that happen? Yes, I did. So I, I just had my lunch and, and then I went to school to pick up my daughter. And on the way back, I felt like, okay, let's go grab some ice cream or something. And okay. I felt really bad because I feel like I'm even sabotaging my kids, not only me. Yeah. Now, but um, I didn't uh, have it. I, I resisted that. And <laughs> okay. Um mm-hmm. And then where are you now? Like, have you had, has the feeling persisted or uh, did it go away? It, it it went away. It's not persisted, but I, I still have the feeling like I'm deprived, I'm miserable. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I think there's two components to it. Now, does it happen at night also, typically? Did it happen last night? It does, yeah. It did. Okay. Okay. I think there's two components to this, and I would try to address both components. So the one, the one component is I do think because uh, after a meal, and like an hour after a meal, 
it looks like you may be having a, a typical low blood sugar episode that causes that causes junk food cravings. Mm-hmm. And so I would be prepared for that. Uh, I would, uh, first of all, find some sort of, I would go to Whole Foods or your health food store, uh, and I would find some snacks that taste really, really good, but aren't necessarily real, real junk. Uh, you can get healthy ice creams like made out of coconut with coconut palm sugar. You can get raw chocolate uh, made with, uh, with raw honey or coconut palm sugar and raw cacao and uh, um, cocoa butter. Uh, you can get lots of you can get healthier snacks at health food stores that really really feel good, but also don't cause as many problems as real junk. They don't cause the same inflammation in your body. They don't cause the same huge blood sugar spikes uh, and blood sugar plummets that, that cause insulin resistance. So they don't cause as many problems. Um, and so anything that you crave, whether it's cake, chocolate, candy, ice creams, you can get healthier versions of that. Um, so I would have those healthier versions always available. So they're in your car when you're picking up your kid at school. They're at home when you get home. They're just always available. And that's the first place I would start. I would find healthier versions of the things that you like and have those things around. Uh, snack balls, you know, like bliss ball type of, type of things and, and healthier uh, snack bars. Uh, sometimes even protein shakes with chia pudding are really, really nice. Uh, ice creams made out of frozen banana and mango. I make that for my family all the time. They love that. Um, raw chocolate, mm-hmm. I make that all the time, but you can also buy it. And raw snacks, anything raw. Ca- we buy these raw snacks at the health food store here that are just amazing, raw peanut butter cups. I eat them all the time, but, whereas I would never eat uh, regular peanut butter cups. It would, make, it would give me a huge upset stomach, and my body would be repulsed by it. Uh, I'll eat the raw ones. They are they are much much healthier. They have nutrients. They don't spike your blood sugar. They don't cause the same inflammation. So I would start there. I would start by finding mm-hmm. and, and surrounding yourself with really healthier healthier versions of what you're craving, and you won't feel deprived. The same way that you start to you started to really really like healthier foods that maybe a year ago or two years ago you would never even think of having, and you really like them now, you will prefer the healthier versions of those snacks. I, I mentioned in the last call, I was at the airport uh, a couple of months ago, and I wanted some chocolate, and I normally make raw chocolate for myself, and there wasn't any there, or I buy raw chocolate, there wasn't any there. I tried to get a healthy version of the chocolate, but I couldn't even eat it, not, not because of any kind of willpower thing. It tasted like wax to me. My body is so used to healthier mm. snacks that I didn't like it anymore. You will get to that place, too, the same way you have with the rest of your food. So that's the first thing I would do. The next thing I would do is I would address this other issue in your life, which is that you're not, you're not feeling like there's enough fun for you. There's enough joy for you. There's enough uh, uh, satisfaction uh, in your, in your life. It sounds to me, I guess you you mentioned you have kids, uh, you're working, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a lot of work to have kids and be working at the same time. There's not a lot for you. So I would start looking mm-hmm. in that direction and saying, what are some of the things that I can do in a day that can make me feel like, wow, I, I nourished myself. I treated myself. I gave myself the things that make me feel like the things that make me want to be alive. That makes make me want to, like if you were just, if you didn't have to worry about parenting, somebody else was doing that work for you. I didn't have to work. You had all the money in the world. You woke up in the morning. 
what would you do? You know, what, what are some of the things you would do? You know, unlimited resources, unlimited time. And we can even play this game for a second right now uh, just to see how we can uh, bring it translated into your life. But let's say that uh, tomorrow or the next day or in general, uh, we, you know, you still have kids, but you, don't, you have someone else helping you, so you don't have to do all the, the running around, uh, making lunches and all that stuff, and you don't need to work, and you can do whatever you want. You wake up in the morning, like, what, what are, so the day's really all about you and enjoyment. What are, what are some of the things you, you're going to want to do that are going to, are going to nourish you, make you feel good? Okay. Uh, yeah, I think um, I'm going to want to go to, like, a spa, get, get yeah. good, good care of my hair, my nails, yeah. and then have a delicious lunch, and then... Uh, I might just meet some friends, have chat. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And maybe I, all, I will all that, still have a little bit of ice cream. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all that sounds really good. Um, and, and, uh, and let me ask you, uh, the reason why you don't do those things, is it because not enough time, not enough money, uh, or just don't feel like you deserve it, or like what? What are some of the reasons why you don't do those things? Not that you do them every day, but what? What are some of the reasons that you don't do those things more often? Yeah, time and money, the main issues. Time and money, T- time and money. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you do? Can you do this? Can you um, take like maybe at the end of the day or sometime during the day? Can you take a warm bath with with essential with like candles and essential oil and some music? And like do like a scrub and just sit in the bath. Can you can you do that? Well, it's gonna be a challenge, but um, I still can work around it. <clears throat> can you? Su- I, okay. Yeah. Like. Um, go ahead. I have two two uh, two little uh, kids like uh, under the age of three, both of them. So yeah, yeah. even when I'm doing the visualization, they will yeah. be around and. Yeah, that yeah, would be yeah, bugging me. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Oh, well, in any case, I would, I would go. I mean, I have a two-year-old, and I totally understand that. Um, in any case, I would still go uh, in your mind and think about those things, and and even if, when you are able to visualize and visualize, visualize yourself having those things and giving yourself those things, like giving yourself a beautiful. Imagine get, uh, giving yourself a beautiful getting a, a massage and sauna and, and just visualize the feeling of having all that and try to give it to yourself that way for now uh, and then look for opportunities mm-hmm. when, when you have them. But, but just start looking in the direction of how can I nourish myself? You may find ways uh, that, of nourishing yourself and giving to yourself, even in the situation that you're in. And if you can do that, you're solving a real soul need. Your soul needs this, uh, and we all do. And so mm-hmm. maybe you can give it to yourself. I do it actually, believe it or not, in my own meditation. That's, that's when I give myself all that, like I find enormous joy uh, in my meditations and I find so, like my soul is so nourished and that I don't need it as much yeah. in the outside world, you know, the things that I otherwise would need. So, uh, so starting to go, when you're in your visualization, try, imagine visualizing that nourishment, that love, that self-love, like an energy that's just coming to you and bathing every cell of your body with love and nourishment and soul nourishment and fun. And, and, uh, and you may find that you, you'll have more of those experiences in the outside world once you're giving it to yourself 
in the inner in the inner world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would, st- but I, but in the situation you're in, I, I know how tough it is. It's not going to be forever. Uh, you know, once they're a couple of years mm-hmm. older, they're going to school more. You have more time. Uh, so, but in the meantime, you have to be your nur- your soul needs nourishment, and so I would be giving my soul nourishment as much as possible in my visualizations, in meditations, and whenever the opportunity arises. Uh, that's just so crucial. So that combination of finding more nourishing, literally more nourishing, healthy snacks, and nourishing your soul, that combination will help a lot mm-hmm. to get to the point where you're just naturally not going to be interested in the low grade junky kind of. Uh, uh, junk food uh, because you're giving yourself the nourishment that you really that your body and your soul really crave does that make sense yeah it does make much sense cool all right well why don't you try that uh and then you know we can talk we can talk again next next month if you want and see where you see where you're at and how it's going that's great i really appreciate it john thank you so okay, much my pleasure take care you Bye. too. Thank you. Bye. Cool. So let's talk. Let's talk to Jenny in Chicago. Jenny, are you there? Hello. Jenny in Chicago, are you there? Hi. Can you hear me? Hi, Jenny. Yeah, I can hear Hello. you. Okay. Hi. hi. Thanks for taking my call. My pleasure. Um. So I have a question. Um, I think it's about um, the idea of like acceptance as sort of um, like needing to be in a place of acceptance in order to to be able to change. Um, What I notice happens with me, um, and this, so I've been. Um, doing Gabriel method or intuitive eating or some kind of non-diet approach for um, several years now, and I, 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 I focus just on like taking care of myself and being healthy and feeling good, and everything's going great, and and I feel good, and I see myself start losing weight. Um, and then after some period of time, it could be like a couple weeks, it could be longer, it starts to become like like a diet. Like I see that I'm losing weight and I really want to lose more weight. Um, and then like everything sort of falls apart. Yeah. Um, let me, and so I guess I'm trying to figure out like, how to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I have I have a couple of things I want to say about it. But let me ask you a couple of questions. How old are you? Um, forty-five. And how much weight are you looking to lose? Like eighty pounds. And when did you first have a weight issue? Um, about like thirteen, twelve years ago. Um, okay. After I had my third kid, there I had like a couple really stressful years, and then um, I gained a bunch of weight. And then over the next decade, kind of like every time I got into another stressful situation, the weight just 
it was like my body sort of like realized yeah, yeah, how it dealt yeah. with stress. Yeah, yeah. This this is what's coming to me, and this is what I want to talk about. So, the stress that you were experiencing uh, uh, was it a, an emotional type of situation? Uh, can you just speak a little bit more about about what what we're talking about here? Yeah, I mean, I think there were there are probably like multiple areas of stress, but the thing that was happening when I first gained all the weight was um, I'm a writer and like I sold my first books and I was having like my first book sort of like coming out into the world. Um, yeah. And it just felt really okay. like terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. And- so this is really, okay. So this is kind of, this is, this is a very common type of issue where, where, you're you're using your your unconscious mind is is using weight as a protection like you like you don't want to be seen in the world right um a lot of a lot of people are so common a lot of people do that and 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 what's happening is this is that because your system whether forget about whether it's your mind your body your unconscious whatever you want to call it the whole system the organism the mind body organism uh, because it's using the weight as a, as a strategy for protection, it means that it actually is it, the weight's serving a purpose. What, now we can all agree that it's it's not it's not a it's not a functional it's not it's not really serving a purpose. It's not really what you want. Yeah. And it's not a it's not a functional adaptation, but nonetheless, it's very real to your system right now. That is serving a purpose. Yeah. And what happens? is that when you start taking care of yourself and losing weight, your system goes, hang on, we're losing weight. That's not good because that, that's, not, that, that's a threat to us. We need this weight. This weight protects us. We feel safer because we're, we're not seen in the world. We're not, nobody's noticing us as much. And, and that noticing is what's making us feel threatened for whatever reason. And, that's, and, and I wouldn't leave it at that because you really w- do want to know what those reasons are and address those. But but there's a, there's a, it, it feels threatening to you. <clears throat> so, so because it feels threatening to you, you, what's happening is you are not sabotaging yourself uh, in this situation. Uh, this is not, uh, this is, this is not about uh, uh, ju- just um, undermining yourself or weakness or, or something wrong with you. It's none of those things. This is your body in a very cold, logical way, saying, oh, we just lost some weight. That's not what we want to do. We want to have that weight because it's protecting us. That's what's happening. Uh, so you start to crave other foods, and, and, you, and all these different things happen where you're fighting your body. So you're going to run up against that brick wall until that wall goes away. Uh, when the wall goes away, then you will continue to lose weight, and you won't be sabotaging yourself at all. Uh, now, when does that wall go away? That wall goes away when your body or your system no longer feels like you need the weight in order to be safe. And, that's be, and that happens when one of two things, and hopefully both of the two things I'm about to say happen. Number one is that you don't, uh, you don't need the weight in order to feel safe anymore because you have some other way of feeling safe. That's number one. Number two is that you do not feel threatened anymore by being seen. See, because what you're experiencing, while it's common, it's not universal. 
Like there's many people out there that can be seen and seen and seen and seen, and there's nothing about that that's threatening to them, not in the least. Doesn't cause stress, doesn't cause discomfort, uh, doesn't send an alert to the body. The body doesn't feel like that it needs protection. It's not looking to protect nothing. Uh, so, so that feeling that you're feeling is not a universal feeling. It's not an absolute feeling. And I would look to get to a place where you're not feeling that anymore. And in the meantime, also look for a, a, a second form of, uh, of, of protection. So we can walk through an exercise right now real quick that, uh, that demonstrates both of those principles that you can work on on your own if you want to. Okay. Okay. Cool. So what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to imagine that you are – uh, that, that you are standing on a stage and there are, maybe it's a stadium. There's tens of thousands of people and you're just, you're just standing there and just looking at them and they're just looking at you. There's no one's talking. You're just looking at them. Okay. Can, can you imagine that? Mm-hmm. And how does that feel for you? Um, it feels okay. Actually, it's interesting. Like a couple months ago, I actually was visualizing this very thing. Um, wow. and, it, and I was like losing weight when I was doing that, but I kind of stopped doing yeah. it. What did you start? You stopped doing it or you stopped losing? You stopped doing this visualization? I stopped, I stopped doing that particular visualization. Yeah. You know, I haven't mentioned this visualization to anyone in maybe six or seven years. Uh, it's really interesting that it came to my head right now as we're talking and that you actually did this visualization. What, what made you do this visualization that, that I'm talking about right now? I don't know. I mean, I just like intuitively, I, I don't know. Uh, I was so, so picturing yeah. myself right. like at, at like one of the big book shows or something, just sort of like standing yeah, 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 in front yeah, of yeah. like a huge audience of readers. Yeah. So, Okay, so I, I want to go a little further now because now that you've, the fact that you've done this visualization and when you are doing this visualization, you lose weight is, is really interesting. So I want, to, I want to go a little bit further. So yeah. um, let, let, let's, imagine that, uh, let, let's imagine that you are doing this visualization. So, so you are in this stadium. Uh, there's tens of thousands of people and you're just staring at them. And you're just making eye contact with them. And, and I'd like you to imagine now that we bring in another form of protection other than your weight, okay? So I'd like you to imagine that you've got this invisible but very powerful column of light coming down from the sky surrounding your body. And it's so powerful that nothing could ever penetrate it. As a matter of fact, you can even imagine, let's just do this real quickly. I'd like you to imagine the same column of light uh, from, uh, from a distance. I'd like you to imagine it on train tracks. And so, this, so follow me here. So the column of light is just sitting on, is sitting on the train tracks, and there's a huge locomotive train heading for it full steam. Now, there is no one in the train, not even a conductor. Uh, so no one's going to get hurt here. But it's a train. It's, it's heading full steam toward the column of light. The train hits the column of light and the column of light doesn't even budge. The train just goes flying in all directions. Can you imagine that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Now I'd like you to imagine this column of light around you protecting you. 
And I'd also like you to imagine, if you're willing, a beautiful guardian angel, maybe 12 feet tall, super loving, powerful guardian angel, wrapping their wings around you in the column of light to support you and protect you. Can you imagine that? Yeah. yeah. And you can also imagine this, this angel, this guardian angel, in the same scene with uh, this column of light uh, that I just stated on the train tracks. So you can imagine this guardian angel just calmly relaxed on the train tracks while this train is coming, just to demonstrate a, purpose, a point to you about how powerful he or she is. <clears throat> and uh, and the, train co- the train is about to hit the guardian angel, and they just flick their wings, and the, the train flies like 100 miles away in all directions. Can you imagine that? Mm-hmm. Yes. And the guardian angel smi- is smiling, just to show you how powerful they are. <clears throat> okay, so yeah. you've got this column of light wrapped around you, and you've got this guardian angel protecting you, wrapped around you. And you're just and you're standing there with all this protection around you. And then all these people are there. And how does that feel? Um, it feels okay. I, I don't feel um, uncomfortable. Great. Uh, can you make eye contact with the people? Can you make can you make eye contact with them and uh, just smile and have yeah. them smile back? Can you yeah. do that? Just sort of just smiling. That's all. You're all just hanging out. They're all just there to see you. That's why they came. They came to see you. You don't have to say anything. They just came to see you. And you're just looking at them and noticing them and smiling and letting them see you. Can you do that? Yeah. And can you do that and feel comfortable? Yeah. And can you do that and feel comfortable and imagine while you're standing there with this column of light around you and this guardian angel protecting you and just smiling at all these people that just came to see you, can you imagine any excess weight you have just melting off of your body and you're still standing there being seen, feeling completely safe and protected, and just smiling at the people and allowing them to to come to see you, to notice you. Yeah. Knowing knowing that you have enormous, enormous protection. Do you do that? Yeah. Well, this is the visualization that I'd like you to do every day because it was working before and now it's kind of tur- I've kind of turbocharged it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, what I'd like you to imagine that all, all, of the, all of the protection and the weight just melting off of you and you're just smiling at the people. And you can even imagine this. I would take it a step further because this is what's coming to me, by the way, for you. <clears throat> I would imagine all this white light radiating out of your heart into the audience and the audience just smiling and bathing in this light and feeling... Uh, just inspired and transformed from the energy that's coming through, coming out from you, from your message, from your book. They loved it. They felt they felt great about it. Whatever the thing was, they were touched by it, and they're they're feeling a, mm-hmm. a very positive experience. Can you imagine that? Yeah. 
Yeah. You can even imagine all of that white light that's coming out of your heart spreading out to the world and touching the entire world in a really positive way. And you all the time, all the while being seen, but at the same time having this enormous protection around you, the weight melting off you, and you feeling calm and relaxed and letting, letting the world see you for what you are, which is a beacon of light. Can you do that? Yeah. This is, the, this is the direction for you. And it's all going to work for you because it's already working. <clears throat> you just had to get rid of the, the feeling, the misunderstanding in your body that somehow that weight was serving a purpose. That makes sense? Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Thank you. So, so you're welcome. Keep practicing that and uh, let me know how you go. Okay. Will do. Okay. So let's take uh, let's talk to Bala in Australia, please. Uh, hi, John. This is Bala. How are you? Hi. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for uh, taking the call. Um, I'm I'm calling because I'm in the 12-week program now, and I'm on week five, and um, I'm trying my best to, uh, you know, follow. Uh, but um, as you mentioned, I'm not forcing myself onto anything. So I just want to thank you, first of all, for, for the program because it makes me feel really good and a lot better than before. Um, but awesome. uh, my question here is now, um, you know, uh, since um, my childhood day, I don't know what triggered or how it is, but I remember myself always being um, negative or fearful of uh, anything I do. Uh, so whatever I try, the first thing uh, I think of is like, okay, what if this goes wrong? And what if th- this doesn't happen? What should I do then? So all my focus is on um, the things not happening, even if it is, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, if it is simple uh, and uh, if even if it is something that is bound to happen, I do have yeah. the negative scenario on my mind yeah. whenever I start yeah. anything. And uh, the same yeah. goes with my weight. And I remember um, from my, I've always been um, fat um, as far as I remember. So, um, and uh, like many others, I've tried many diets and stuff. And uh, of course, nothing worked out in the long run. Uh, so uh, even before I start, um, this 12-week program, my mindset was that I have to find something permanent rather than, you know, uh, doing on and off. And and uh, yeah. also I don't, don't mind taking a long time in achieving what um, I'll have to do. I mean, the, achieving the ideal body. But even now, when I feel so great with the program, I've not lost weight, um, but I do uh-huh. feel a lot better. But still, I have that fear and negativity. Like, uh, you yeah. know, I have that fear that yeah. uh, I'll not succeed. And I uh, yeah, have yeah, this yeah. negative feeling let, saying that even me, if I do let me, everything let me good. I, I got you. I got you. Okay. Yeah. And I, 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 wanna, I have some ideas for you. That's okay. Um, it's interesting that you're in week five and you're calling me because in week six, we start talking mm-hmm. about uh, emotional, working through emotional issues. And uh, we use the, uh, the modality of Meridian Tapping through the documentary film right. that we made, Tapping for Weight Loss, and through all the interviews. And, uh, and I also teach it in the class uh, in week six. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, okay. I, w- I, feel that, I feel that tapping would be perfect for you because what I feel is that 
this feeling that you have about what if things go wrong is programming that you picked up as a child from your environment, your parents or somebody mm-hmm. around. It was a, it was, it was, mm-hmm. it's dysfunctional programming. And, uh, and tapping is great for working through dysfunctional beliefs, dysfunctional programming, things that don't serve you. So I would be doing the tapping with the idea of working through uh, this issue that you have. Like when you do tapping, you say things like, even if whatever the thing you're afraid of happens, I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself. So, so you would say, you know, even if, uh, even if uh, things go wrong, I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself. And then you do the tapping, you know, you go through all the points, you'll learn how to do it. Uh, and then, and I would practice this. Well, I don't want to go too deeply into the into the procedure right now because it's not going to make sense to you until you under until you watch the videos okay. from week six. Okay. So watch the videos uh-huh. from week uh-huh. six and work on this issue. This is a lifelong issue for you uh, that gets that gets mm-hmm. in your way unnecessarily in in every area of your, your life. So it's great that you uh, are calling me now. It's a perfect time for you to call me because next week is when you can focus on this really well. And I would do that mm-hmm. and I would stay with that for a while, for several weeks, I would be practicing the tapping uh, and working through this issue, and it's not going to trouble you the same way. Right. Okay. Thank you. Uh, thanks for that. So, okay. Um, right. Thanks for that. So can I ask a, a quick another question, please? Yeah. I just want to say we only have a couple of minutes left, So, and I have a couple other callers, so uh, please ask the oh, question. Oh, yeah, no worries. Yeah, I'll probably okay. call. yeah, I'll probably call next time. Thank you. Uh, okay, that's fine. Or you can you can certainly post mm-hmm. the question in Facebook or in the chat roll in the meantime, and then and we can answer you that way too. Sure. Thank you so much for that. Thanks for your time. My pleasure. Take care. Thank cool. So we have two more callers, and I'm going to try to answer them real quickly because we just have a couple of minutes left. Uh, let's take uh, Aileen from Connecticut. Oh, uh, John, Eileen here. Thank you. I'm really enjoying the call. Hi, Yes, um, and I want to follow up on the mom with the sugar cravings because I feel like I'm in that situation also. And because of my 12-step background with other substance, I have tended to treat sugar uh, eating as an addiction. And when I don't have it, if I can be clear for about three days, it quits calling my name. And then I can have and I'm really okay. But then it, it... seem hard to sustain and then if I go off I go off almost like a binge so yeah, yeah. Uh, I certainly probably have some sort of diet trauma but it's laced in with this mental or belief system about addiction and then finally yeah. uh, quick question uh, how often do you recommend weighing yourself or how should I weigh myself I'm just week one of the 12 weeks so I'm all new yeah. to this. W- yeah so I wouldn't weigh yourself at all for six months uh, oh, you wow. want to give yourself as much as oh. Yeah, you you want to give yourself as much time as possible to make healthy changes. And it sounds like you know I understand the situation that you have with sugar and with other uh, uh, substance substances. And uh, the weeks six and seven when we deal with the emotional components are just going to be so crucial for you. And then right. you're going to need some time after that to heal from working through emotional issues and things like that. So you really want to give yourself as much time as possible. And uh, that being said, everybody's different, as I mentioned in the beginning of the call. Uh, some people lose weight right away. I, I've, I've worked with people one-on-one coaching where I'm speaking to them almost every week, and it took eight months for them to even start losing weight. But then they went on to lose over 100 pounds and, wow. uh, and keep that weight off for over five years now. 
and get healthier and healthier. So, uh, so this really is about addressing the real issues, and that, ca- ha- and that happens different for everybody. And if you're focused on the scale as the indication rather than whether or not you're healing, digestion, nourishing your body, detoxifying your body, working through emotional issues, getting better sleep, fo- rather than focusing on that, uh, then you're gonna, it's going to undermine you. So Excellent. you'll know also, here's the other thing, you'll know any changes in your weight by how you feel, how you look, how your clothes fit. I didn't right. weigh myself at all. The whole time I was losing weight, the only time I weighed myself was uh, about three-quarters into it when I went to the doctor. Uh, and I had to weigh myself. He put me on the scale. I did not even look at the scale. I knew I was losing weight. I mean, I was half the size. So you can right. know it. You know, it's really, it's so good to get away from that. And I haven't weighed myself in 10 or 15 years. Um, and, and, and it, you know, that weighing yourself every day, it's just like, you know, do I give myself permission to love myself or hate myself today? You know, that's, that's really what it comes down to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it, you know, it, it's, it's like, a, it's Russian, it's Russian roulette. Why look at it? Yeah. It's, it's Russian roulette. And the thing is, if you didn't go to the bathroom today, but you went to the bathroom yesterday, uh, you had some water, like, you know, it could be a pound or two for no, for reasons, no, nothing related to your weight. And then you right. make yourself miserable and you go in a spiral. So getting away from that entirely Oh, that's is a blessing. It's going to it's going to be a blessing that you give yourself. And really what we want to do anyway is we want to get away from we want to be done with the issue forever. And, and that requires some 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 paying up front type of work uh, to do that. But you want to get to a point where, you know, you're eating healthy because you crave healthy food. You're out there being active because you have energy and you want to and you love being active. Uh, the way it's coming off of you as a consequence of, of your life and you're not even thinking about it. That's that's where you want to be. We want to normalize. We want to heal. And one of the best one of the best starting points is to just be done with the scale forever. Yay! Thank you so much. <laughs> to get on awesome. to your other great okay. calls. Thank you, John. All right. Thanks, Aline. Take care. Uh, let's see. One other caller we're going to take. Uh, Susan, in Arizona. Thanks. Hi, John. Thank you. I know you only have a couple minutes, so I'm going to I'll keep it short. Um, awesome. Type two diabetes. Hi. Hi. Yes. Type, and, and thank you so much for doing this. It's just amazing. Yeah, yeah, my pleasure. Um, my pleasure. Type two, okay, so type 2 diabetes. Um, healthcare yeah. doesn't really represent a couple other things that I didn't know that I just learned about and just uh, wanted to get yeah. your take on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. One is I was unaware that insulin gets released with protein intake. I mean, not quite as bad yeah. as carbs, obviously, but yeah. it does some, yeah. which I know is part of the yeah. gluconeogenesis around the liver. And then yeah. the fatty liver that most type two diabetics have, like the non-alcoholic fatty liver going on, yeah. just not necessarily yeah. diagnosed. So I'm yeah. kind of looking about diet modifications around those two things. Yeah. Okay. That are possible. Uh, let, let, or let, does what? Yeah. Let, let, does the diet yes, that you yes, recommend take care of it? It does. Not only the diet, but the action, but all of the whole lifestyle. Uh, you know, the first the per- first person that ever read my book in 2000 and or 2005, whenever I read it, I think I finished in 2006, and I just sent this person a manuscript. I was on TV, and they kept asking me for the book, and it wasn't written, and every six months they'd call me, and, and I finally sent it to this lady with the visualization CD, and six months later, she said she was 69 years old. Her name's Amanda Pearson. There's a video of her. 69 years old. She had, uh, she had life-threatening you know, type 2 diabetes, or uh, HB1AC, I think it's called. It was in the 
twenties when it her, uh, when it should be four or five or six. Uh, wow. And she had a hundred, and she had over a hundred pounds to, that she needed to lose. She lost 113 pounds, and her blood sugar went down to the five six range, completely normal. And our doctors couldn't believe it. And since then, I've had many other people tell me that, and I'm going to explain why. Type two diabetes is is insulin resistance. Type two diabetes is not a disease. It is not a disease in the same way that if you've got uh, some sort of a cancer or type one diabetes where your, your, your body's not functioning right. It's not a disease. It is just insulin resistance, which anything that struggles with weight has some form of insulin resistance. That is their cells are not responding to insulin as well as they should. And there's a line in the sand that they draw where they say on this side of the line, you don't have type two diabetes and on this side you do, but it's a line in the sand. It's not real. It's just insulin resistance. And insulin resistance is caused by a number of factors. Some of them are inflammation and, and mental and emotional stress and other stresses, other chronic low-grade stresses, including processed food and toxins, which are in and of themselves stress, uh, uh, in, inflammatory and, and chronic sources of stress. It's also caused by elevated insulin, insulin levels from junk foods and, and processed foods because our body just becomes resistant to insulin when our insulin levels become too high and it becomes a vicious cycle. Everything we do, nourishing your body, healing digestion, which is a huge one, detoxifying your body, getting better sleep, working through emotional issues and, and reducing mental stress, every one of those heals inflammation and chronic low-grade stress. And, and, and when that happens, the hormones that are involved in inflammation and chronic stress go away. And those are the hormones that cause your body to have insulin resistance. So the insulin resistance can and does go away. Focusing on protein as a form of, as a form of sugar is, is like if I were to, if I were to rank 20 different things that can cause insulin resistance, that would be down at the very, very bottom. That would be number 20. That would be the last thing I'd be worried about. The other things, which they do not talk about, they do not teach in medical school, and they do not talk, doctors do not talk about, are the inflammatory hormones, the inflammation, and, and stress hormones. Nobody talks about this. And those are those hormones basically tell your cells not to listen to insulin. They cause insulin resistance. So, does, so do toxins caused by processed food, unfre uh, unfriendly bacteria, and, uh, and, and uh, toxins in your liver. So uh, the fatty liver that you have is, is most of us have some version of that. That comes from modern-day living. So I would not be worried about the protein. I would leave that alone. I would be focusing on the stresses and emotional issues and digestion and everything we talk about. Are you on the 12-week uh, class at all or just, or just in the support group? You know, I missed the deadline for that. I did want to That's take okay. that, but I was out of town and I didn't get to my email. That's okay. That's okay. But, but, that, that, but you, want to be, you want to be working through any emotional issues, healing digestion, getting better sleep, reducing stress, nourishing your body, and living what I call a detoxification lifestyle. Uh, we are doing a detox, by the way, in the beginning of November, which would be a great one for the, for the liver. Nothing's better than a, than a detox or living a detoxification lifestyle where you're passively detoxing each day uh, for cleansing the liver. But all of these things help reverse type 2 diabetes. They help reverse insulin resistance. And guess what? When you do that, you also lose weight because insulin is the fat-making hormone. 
And when you mm-hmm. have insulin resistance, your insulin levels elevate, and it stops your body from burning fat. You go into fat storage mode, it stops your body from burning fat. And that's why it becomes so hard to lose weight. So when you reverse insulin resistance, doing the different things we talk about, what happens is that uh, you regain the ability to burn fat. So not only does the insulin resistance go away, the weight loss go, the, the weight goes away, and, uh, and lots of other good things. So, so I would focus on all the different suggestions that we make for reducing stress, nourishing your body, detoxifying your body, uh, getting better sleep. Those are all really, really important things that will reduce the stress hormones that are causing the problem in the first place and then uh, help you cleanse your liver, uh, lower your insulin levels, reverse insulin resistance, and, uh, and burn fat more efficiently. It's a win-win in all scenarios, and everything we talk about contributes. Does that make sense? Okay. It does. It totally does. And one last super quick, quick and this might not be a quick question, but it should be. Um, you know, yeah. you, you've talked earlier in this call, you know, about body set point and how the body wants yeah. to protect itself. And is it because the body yeah. really, is it because I've programmed the body to be safe at a certain weight? Or is it really well, because the body has yeah, become accustomed? Everybody, everybody's different. And the answer is yes, yes to some people and no to others. So it may, so if, if unconsciously you feel safer having excess weight, then absolutely, then you have done that. Um, So not everybody has this, what I call emotional obesity, but many, many people do. And what you are talking about is that, is this feeling that you feel safer. And if you do, your body is very intelligent and it will keep the weight on uh, if you're feeling safer. And many of us do. And I did at one time. I've lived through this. I've lived through all the things I talk about. So I know them. And so if that speaks to you, then, then it's the emotional issues that need to be worked through first. And, uh, and all the other things will go away, including the insulin resistance. I've seen it many, many times. Gotcha. All right. Thank you, John. That awesome. was amazing. Thank you very much. Uh, my pleasure. Take care. You too. Okay. Cool. Okay. Bye. Cool. So thanks so much, everyone, for joining. Excellent, excellent questions. Thanks for calling in. Uh, keep in touch with us uh, on our Facebook group. And, and, uh, and also, we have weekly coaching calls that are just awesome with some of our amazing coaches like uh, Coach Nadia, who's on the call right now, and, uh, and many others. So watch out for those. Uh, reach out when you need help and uh, be patient, gentle, and loving with yourself. And we'll speak to you real soon. Take care. Thanks for joining me on this Ask John Call-In Day. For any questions I was unable to get to in this call, I'll post my written responses in the forum for your reference. I appreciate you taking time to join me here, and I look forward to connecting again with you soon.